All right, here we go. Cheers. I don't know what y'all are drinking. I'm drinking Liquid Death. It's that new water thing out there. Welcome to this edition of Road Tripping with Richard and Channing. I'm your host, Allie Clifton. And our guest today, I don't know whose phone's going off. It is mine. Um, is Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. Before we get to anything and everything on the basketball court, you're also the host of Curious Mike. Yes. My friend, you have yeah. your own podcast. Let's go. Yeah, I need to take some notes from you guys. But yeah, I uh, started Curious Mike a couple, probably about a year and a half ago. Um, and then I'm going to start it back up this season. Kind of took a break when I got hurt last year. But yeah. Breaks what is are Curious good. Mike all about? <laughs> Breaks are good. Um, honestly, it's it's just having like guests on from like all different walks of life, people I find interesting, but really just the topics of conversation, just things that very open. You know, I feel like in the world we live in today, um, sometimes people's opinions like are are kind of like belittled or kind of if your thoughts aren't mainstream, you're kind of gonna get whatever canceled or whatever. So, a curious Mike is kind of just a humble way of like letting um you know non-popular topics and stuff we talked about i think is the goal that i have for it that's tight for, that's first of all that's amazing uh because you no, no it's true it, it's the the reason why we started this podcast is because our interest at the time was in telling like our teammates stories we just want to tell our teammates stories that that's what we were passionate about that's why we enjoyed it so for you to want to have conversations that opinions that's why I think podcasting is is what it is. It's because if you're talking about something you're passionate about or that you enjoy, then it's less work. And you actually, you like learn things about yourself. Like we would learn things about our teammates that we had no ideas about. And then we became a much closer team. So like that was the motive. And so that's cool, man. I, I, I dig that. First of all, yeah. Michael, I think you just uh, literally described our society as a whole with your description of why you do your podcast. Well done. Uh, mm-hmm. But he did just say he wants some tips from us. Guys, will you give him one tip, piece of advice when it comes to podcasting? Choose who you work with carefully. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking choose yeah, carefully. This is kind of a, a, a funny group. <laughs> choose, like, it could be real miserable if you don't oh, like who you work sure. with. Just yeah, for sure. I'm so sick of Richard. God damn. Oh, God. It's like, dude, fuck. this is the first time he's like, been on time all year. Uh, okay, Richard, give him an actual <laughs> advice. Give him well, actual outside, advice, Richard. Well, outside of that, you see how they treat me? So out, outside of that, uh, actual advice, uh, it, it honestly, I already kind of went on the spiel. The fact that you're doing something that you're interested in and like, you can like figure out the topics that you want to discuss and, and bring those people on. That is half the battle, right? And then who you work with. But that that's my biggest thing. Don't deviate too much from that. Don't deviate too much from that because then, oh, well, imagine if you did this or people, everybody will have an opinion. If it's not something that you're curious about, and that doesn't mean that you can't take advice and maybe be like, hey, I didn't think it was going to be that good, but that turned out right. Everybody should have that aspect, but you're doing a great job just with the idea. Thank you. Uh, I would say one, be consistent, right? So you may get zero followers for like new followers for like a month. And then next thing you know, you get like 4,000 because of one topic. And then they reread or listen to everything that you've done before. So being consistent is one because people want to go to work. They want to hear your story. Uh, Number two, I would say in your situation, you guys are that next up and coming team. And to be honest, 
not a lot of people know stuff about Joker. Not a lot of people know stuff about you or Jamal Murray. And, you know, no offense, Denver's not a, like a, a hub for where people are like really, really interested. Like the dude is a two-time MVP and you guys are supposed to be like that next team that's supposed to win. And it's like the, the, the viewership is not as much as like other teams that are bad because of the drama. You guys are like a drama-less team, which mm-hmm. is good, but also bad. But like interview your teammates. Like you have amazing, I have to watch all this stuff like Richard. You guys have so many interesting stories that I'm like, what's, how do you get the name Bones, right? I know he's skinny, but, you know, was he skin and bones? Was it because he takes ankle bones, you know, feet? Bo- like, why do you call him bones? Because his handles are sick? I don't know. Anyways. And then yeah. number three. Um, <laughs> There's three. Always remember. There's the last one. This is the last one. Always remember that no matter what you say, somebody's going to be a dick on the other end. <laughs> no matter what you say. You could say the sky is blue. And somebody goes, what, you don't fucking like red? And you're like, what, yeah. what are you saying that? I just said the sky is blue. Well, it's not blue where I'm at. So you're just telling me what I know. No, Damn. So just get used to that. Just yeah, get used to that and just get some thick skin and just understand that this thing on social media only exists on social media. So yeah. don't let it come into your regular life. And I say that from, from, from experience. The way yeah, I talk about the the way I talk about the Knicks fans, you would think I couldn't walk around New York City, right? Like, <laughs> and I'm there all the time. I've never had an issue, so don't yeah, don't let people scare you unless they're. Right. So Michael, the way I talk about was, Orlando, there was your free uh, ten minute therapy session. Um, but let's get in and talk about you. Curious Mike, season two though, to our listeners is is upon us and it's coming out soon. Uh, but let, let's get to you. What, what's going on? How are you? Hoops. Uh, I'll let my guys take over from there, but we're going to start with that. Yeah, no, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. Um, we're out here in Boston right now on, on about a week-long road trip. Uh, had a, we played Indiana last night, and uh, the, the plane, it didn't have any fuel, so we ended up not being able to take off till 2.30 a.m., got into Boston at 4.45 a.m. Uh, man, so I'm running on a few hours of sleep. But so far, so good this season. I think me and Jamal are slowly kind of getting back to form. Um, and we just have a really, really good deep team. Um, I think those trades, you know, to get KCP over here, get Bruce Brown over here, were really big time for us. Um, and I just think we're just going to keep getting better as the year goes on. Uh, I had 15 minutes to look up uh, highest three-point percentage career. Any guesses? Any guesses? Stephen Curry. No. Steve Kerr, close. <laughs> uh, 45% highest career. Hubert Davis, second. Seth Curry is third at 43%. Steve Kerr. Now, highest field goal percentage all time season. Any guesses? Field goal percentage? S- S- field 68%. Three point. Three point. Oh, no, three no, no, point. no. Let's oh. be three point. Three point. Like, three you point. Three point. Who just dunks. No, uh, someone, got, someone got 40, 48 before. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Starting at number three, Tim Legler. Shout out the guy legs, wow. right? 52%, 52.2. Holy shit for the year. Yeah. Yeah. For a single how season. Many, how many attempts though? Wait, 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 wait. We're going to get to it. That's fair. That's fair. Now, because we got to, now Steve Kerr, number two in the night, same season. How about these guys? They were in the same season battling, or no, the next season. Steve Kerr did it one year, uh, and then Tim almost broke it the next year. But the record of former teammates, 
Kyle Korver shot wow. 53%. From three, Where? and we know how many that motherfucker was shooting. He was <laughs> he was firing away. That's a lot. In 2010, he shot 53 percent from three. Still, uh, yeah. So yes, 53 percent can be done. So think about that. It can be done. It's been done by multiple people. So you gotta uh, be launching. We've seen Kyle. We've seen Kyle in practice. <laughs> The shit that that motherfucker used to do. But he used to train the way he had to practice the way he played. Right. And that was a big thing that allowed him to do that. Like go back and watch Kyle Korver is one of the greats of all time. The way he could get his feet set, how quick his release was like, like it was, it was a thing of beauty to watch, but he, he would break it down step by step. Like, you know, that step back to the corner where you're running and you get those steps back to the corner. He would go from like just the three steps and then sprint back. And then he would go the five steps and do it. And then he would go the seven steps and do it. So he would break it down in a very like exact way, but it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I had a flamethrower until we started doing this every day. And I was like, I may have a, I I got a match. I got a, I got a match (laughs) with some butane. That motherfucker had a flamethrower. It was wild because he could explain. He would be like, oh, that's off right. And me, I'm just like, he would shoot it faster than me, and I'm seven foot. So, like, I had time to, you know, maybe mess up my feet and just get, the minute it's above my head, it's gone. He was. How would you compare him to Clay Thompson? Spot shooting. Or- Clay's is more spot shooting. Clay's is very, they're both, I think. So how I describe shooters, you have your classical shooters, right? So your get your elbow in and just follow through is textbook. And then you have your jazz, like your jazz players. Like Steph is a jazz guy where he could dance, dance, dance. And then at any moment, you can get the ball up and shoot it, right? Steph is a jazz guy. Kyrie is a jazz guy. Uh, uh, James Harden is a jazz guy. Because think about how many pull up off the dribble. Yeah, 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 yeah shoot those right and so man clay is i've had i've been in front of him and he just goes whoop in a minute it gets in his pocket it's just automatic to me it's automatic well if you had to rank the three i'm the interview and ask ray allen clay thompson and kyle corver what how do you rank the three just shooting just spot shooting like if you're like oh shit just spot shooting. Oh. Have I, you ranked the three, Michael? I would never do that. Like you can't like spot shooting is like those guys might never miss. Like those guys might I've and, and like I've worked yeah. out with Alan Houston before. Alan Houston. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had one knee and it, I was there. Knee, was like even move it his was leg, bro. dirty. He couldn't See, I just say I spot shooting is something that's very special where it's like these guys and you uh, you know. I was told before you ever played a game that you might have been the best shooter in the gym. Right. And that was like something that like, heard that. you know, yeah, I heard, I heard that it was Jamal Jokic. Like when I left it, like, yo, do you know who might be the best shooter in our gym? It's that dude right there. And this is before you'd even played because, you know, obviously you missed your rookie year and spot shooting, as you know, because I, I believe you to be a, a pure shooter is what, there's people that, that can get into that zone and all those fuckers can get into the zone. You got to talk about movement. Kyle moved a lot faster than Clay did. Clay's got off the dribble shit. Ray Allen was, 
Ray Allen was special. Like Ray Allen was a was a pick and roll guy. He could come off a pick and roll, go dunk on you, cross you up, and oh. then you know. So it's like that's where the off the dribble is where, where you get to define a true shooter, or like off the move or off the dribble. Off but the spot move. shooting, yeah, spot shooting. You motherfuckers are so elite. Like you give me anybody there a shot for my life, I live with it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I would say a sleeper person. If we're just doing spots. One of the best shooters who nobody ever talks about is Kyrie. Kyrie, oh, yeah. when you were talking about just spots, oh, pretty. Just Nine out of 10. 10 out of 10 every single time. But that he's just not known for that. But like he's known for his his handles are so good. His skill is so good. But then when you put him with like the elite shooters on the team, he's mm. most of the time with miss. us or beating us. He don't yeah. miss. He don't you're miss. just like, wait, what? He just like yeah, that motherfucker. But you see it, you can see it. He'll catch and shoot that bitch, and it's just cash. It's not just like it's not just said, off the dribble. But that motherfucker yeah. flame anywhere on the court is cash, dude. That's I will say this. I will say shot. this. I will say this. Just say it. And this is gonna cause a problem. I know. If I had to say set shot, I would I would let Clay shoot shoot for my life before Steph. Oh, if we're just talking about set shot, swing, swing, catch, shoot. I, I might, I might let Clay shoot. Now, off the dribble, that's not a question. Off the move, that's not a question. I'm talking about pure feet, set, catch, and shoot. A lot of people would, but just because Steph is so good off the off the handle. But yeah. I've worked out with the dude in, in the off season. Like he, he spot shooting is it's the same thing. Like it's, it's, yeah, same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. He just Michael, would you just, could you rank the three? Those three, if I was to rank them, like who I'm picking on my team is a shooting guard just to shoot the ball, get threes up. And they're all their primes. I'm going Clay number one, then then probably Ray, then then Kyle Corbin. Just because I like yes. Kyle, yeah, he had it, but it didn't feel as versatile to me as the other the other two. Now, mind you, yeah. Kyle is legit six eight, six seven, six eight, so he's not. He not little. He just never so did. He, he didn't do much guy. off the dribble. He didn't do much off. No, he would no, no, pump no, take no, no. sidestep dribble. He would pump. He would do. Some, he would do a lot less. He had off the dribble, but it wasn't off the mood dribble. It was like get you. But that shit. When I tell you that motherfucker's flamethrower and how oh. fast he would move and get his feet set and it was up. So I hated it. Oh, the only person I've ever seen. That. I think Steph is the only person I probably have seen with a quicker release than him. Like I'm trying to think of any sure. like I think like like Kyle's like Steph's got the fastest release I've ever seen, but like Kyle is Kyle right there. All right, we're gonna take a quick pause for a moment because our next partner has a product that we are personally using every day. We are all taking Athletic Greens because we want more energy, better immune systems, and we all got tired of taking pills and vitamins. Want to see what all the hype is about? It's obvious. Every scoop of Athletic Greens tastes great, helps us to feel our best in the morning. We have that peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and even probiotics. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's very easy. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin, take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin and get started today. 
This episode of Road Trippin' is brought to you by Mindy. Mindy offers a line of safe and trusted hemp-derived CBD products. And I cannot skip out on the fact that this is a women-owned company. I know what you're thinking. Allie, wow, you never sound this hype when you're doing these reads. Well, it's because I had a full night's sleep last night. Since learning about Mindy, I've been eating their delicious gummies. I love them. And using their CBD stick all the time during the daytime and at night. And before bed, I take some of Mindy's sleep tincture and always get a good night's sleep. And I wake up feeling refreshed with a ton of energy ready to roll, even though I've had a jam-packed schedule with TV and travel. Mindy's products are all natural for pain, sleep, stress, and energy. Mindy is a safe, inclusive choice if you're new to CBD. And oh, did I mention they are women-owned? Some things are just worth saying twice. Listen up, Road Trippers. You can save 30% off your first Mindy purchase with this exclusive offer. Just enter the promo code ROADTRIPPIN at checkout. That's 30% off your first Mindy purchase when you enter the promo code ROADTRIPPIN at checkout today. Michael, you said that you were in the gym workouts with Steph. Yeah, we we have spent a couple off seasons, and I'll go out there and work out with him for five, six days. That's awesome. Yeah. He, does is, he do anything special, like? or yeah. is it just like he just does everything better yeah. than yeah. everyone People else? People ask this question, man. Tell us. Tell us. Yeah, I mean, Steph, so, like, when we do shooting competitions, it's fun because we keep track of all the wins. So, like, we'll do, you know, you got to shoot three different shots, and it's the first one to 12 makes. And in those workouts, like, it's just so competitive, like, because we both just sometimes don't miss. So we, we go back and forth on spots. But then, like, I think that the defining characteristic with Steph is his pace. Like, he, the way he works out in the drills he does is all about getting him as tired as possible so he can shoot while he's tired. So he does, like, drills that some people do in the half court, like the star drill, where you run from the top to the corner to the oh. wing to then the other wing to then the other corner. <laughs> But but he'll do that. But he'll do that full court, and he'll do it like two times through. And he has to make, like uh, like he has to make nine out of ten. But he's doing it the full length of the court, running this corner to the other corner to the. Listen, Richard, I could I shoot. So I'd be I'd all right, be but there. nine out of ten is ridiculous. Richard, yeah, yeah Richard would be. Richard would look like Rip it. Hamilton after start, one I wouldn't, drill. I wouldn't, start, <laughs> I, I wouldn't start the drill. I wouldn't start. I'm like, yo, I can't do that. I can't. But that it's like when when you're tired, and then if you don't get it, like like he'll go, then I'll have to go do it, and then if we don't get it, we just got to go one right after the other. Like like his trainer Brandon Payne is is really kind of like like he he gets he gets step right. It's very technical. Mm-hmm. So well, let me ask you this: yeah, So obviously Ooh, you've had drink. those workouts with him. I feel like I didn't say with that said, dude. Oh my bad. Um, you've had those workouts with him, and I feel like Denver and Golden State. You guys have had some epic battles. Just against one another as a team from a team perspective. So knowing what he puts in, and this isn't an interview about Steph, but I'm saying when you're out there on the floor and and he goes off for those, those moments throughout the course of a game, like what's going through your mind? Uh, I would say like some players, even you can know every single one of their moves. Like there's defensive players who study their, their guy to a T like PJ Tuck is one of those guys. He said he studied, you know, KD, every move he wants to do, every count or whatever, you still can't do anything about it because it's in the course of a flow of a game. So, like, I know, like, we all know what Steph is trying to do. He's trying to pass can't it. Can't stop it. When he, when he gives the ball up, he's trying to come off of staggers or whatever. But in the course of a game, man, it's, it's going to happen. There's going to be mess. <laughs> like, he's going to get his 35 <laughs> and it's just, you know, trying to make it as tough as possible. What is the one thing that that you have – because I love it to hear this. And I think it's great that younger players need those. Like you got to have the mentors, you got to have the people that you want to go work out with, that you want to train from. And 
like I said, I've heard elite things about your shooting. Can you tell people at home, because they see shots in the game. Can you tell people at home how shots are not missed in practice or even in training sessions? They're just not, like very few shots are missed. Yeah, 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 very few. We just got like um, one of those arc things installed in our gym that tells you like the arc of your shot or whatever and how many, it keeps track of all your makes. So they just installed that like a couple months ago. So like when we go in the gym now, we'll turn that on and it'll just keep it, keep track of all your makes, all your spots, whatever. And like it just turned on the other day and it just went through like the teams, like a, like highest percentage. And I think like from three point, from three pointers, just in workouts and that's all that, like I'm at like 80%, like in just working out. Like, and I didn't know that. That's just going to the gym, turning that thing on and just shooting, doing different stuff. So like guys. Just 80? <laughs> but it's like, you might go in there and just mess around though. You might be yeah, shooting yeah, yeah. shots, whatever. But now, like, NBA players, even the guys that aren't shooters, like, you put them in drills, they're really not missing a lot. They're you not know what missing. I mean? Yeah. So that, yeah. that's why, like, you really got to define a shooter by then, like, the game. Because a really, really good shooter might be shooting spots with a with a decent shooter, and they're going to compete because guys really don't miss in practice. You know what I mean? Like you said, mm-hmm. there's so many guys that can get in the zone spot shooting you know what i mean mm-hmm. so really it's it's how 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 that translates to a game i think yeah my question is like you know we we retired i'm four years retired i think rich is what five or six yes yeah, who like is that. that dude that is that that you think is like yo i love this dude's game that doesn't get i'm not gonna say national media attention but regular humans wouldn't just go, damn, this dude is that dude. And he could be on your team. I don't care. Like, you know, you could be a homer. Hmm. Who do you think is underrated? (laughs) I think that, man, the way Jeremy Grant has progressed over the years is unbelievable. Dude, what a fucking great name. And I live in Portland, so I see him a lot. We have the same agent. Shout out, Doug. Because I remember growing up, like, the the Thunder were my favorite team to watch. What? And I remember him, like, with Katie and Russ. Cause I, cause I always love Katie and Katie Spicer. Oh, okay. I know. Why did you say it like that, bro? Like they, would... Katie. Katie I forgot how young he is for a second. I forgot how young he is for a second. Yeah, yeah. He sponsored mine and Trey Young's AU team, Mocan. Katie did. So, um, because Trey's from Oklahoma City, so we would go watch Katie. He would take pictures with us, whatever. So, but I just remember Jeremy always being like a role dude, like just like in the dunker, dunking, whatever. And then he came over to us, and I was mm-hmm. like, man, this took off. Man. He can kind of shoot. He can kind of dribble, like, really good defender. Um, and then he went to Detroit, and I'm like, man, this dude is, like, really, really, really good. <laughs> and now he's over there in Portland with Dame, and he's just continues to get better. Like, I think he, you know, he's really good. Yeah. yeah. I think no, Jeremy a does a lot of things really well. He's just not outspoken. Right? He doesn't advocate for himself, but if you watch the game, he makes – defensively, he doesn't really back down for many people. Right, everyone's always trying to get switches off him, and then when you look at like the play, so he made that play against the Lakers, where he drove on LeBron, made that layup. Then he had the game-winning shot in Phoenix, and then in that uh, game against Miami, he made some big plays before Josh Hart got the ball. And I was like, dude, this dude is the dude is he really is a number two guy, but it's just different, right? It's just he's number two, almost like Andre Iguodala at times. Is the number two was the number two guy for Golden State when they won that championship? Right, the you're thing just that's making cool. plays. 
and, and and to add to what the growth of him, which I think is special, uh, when he was with you guys, he was just a he was one of those guys that he could go do this for us and we don't really call plays for him. Right. Like that was like because Jokic would pass the ball. He was a great cutter, offensive rebound, run the floor, just made plays. And then he went to Detroit and they're like, well, we're going to call plays for him now. And they started calling plays for him because they paid him and he kept balling. So people don't understand that progression is fucking hard to do in this league because every time someone gives you an opportunity, you have to take it and build on it. Especially think about it like once. You're in the year in the league for multiple years, and then you take a jump. Because like the thing about the league is, if you don't break out of a certain mold early on in your career, you'll get stuck in what the coach is and what people think you are. I think like a lot of people just get they were great in high school, they were really good in college, and then they get to the league and they're kind of put in a role, and then they kind of just adapt to that role, and now they don't really work on other things. Um, so I think like after multiple years, and then you still figure out a way to take a jump like that. It's pretty crazy. And yeah, I think it worked. I think, like, I mean, obviously he's talked about a ton. Um, but, like, my other my other one would be Trey Young. He's an underrated superstar because, to me, he led the league in points and assists. But people don't talk about him like a top three or four point guard. But, to me, he kind of is because he, mm-hmm. he took Atlanta to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And he, he passes and he – he scores the ball like as good as Clutch. anyone. Clutch. So I don't, know, I don't know why he, he's not spoken about like he's a top three point guard. Well, you gotta now, and I he should be because he's a part of that conversation. Because it's like if you're going to put him in there with the Steph Curry's, the the who I, again, I'm who looking else here. Are in? the John Morant's. There's the Ooh. Damian Lillard's, the Kyrie. Damian so, Kyrie, so again, now. like when you start, l- let me just say this. Like when I first came into the league, right, there was sm- like it was wings, a lot of wings. Kobe, T-Mac, Vince Carter. Like, like we're like he's in that category. No one's saying that Trey ain't that dude, but it's hard to like when you got to surpass those guys. And I'm not like it just I'm not going to say better than Steph. T- top five for sure. Definitely but top Luca's five. point guard, Luca, Steph. Dame, Ja, Trey. Yeah, that's top. That's that's I'd say the top five. But okay, well that is the top. That literally and on is any the given top. Night, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking. Yeah, but I think he, in that list, if you were to like, most people would say, okay, on that list he's fifth. But my my thing would be like, why would he be? Why is he fifth? You can. I think you can make an. He's you not, can make an argument than for him. him. Defensively, you can make an argument not, for him to be better than Job. You can make an argument for him to be better than Job. You could. Here's you why. Make, okay. I, what I will say this: He has the opportunity to be better than Job. Job's been in the MVP conversation. Trey has not yeah, yet. But, but, but that's I it. Just, that's just yet. I think this year with Dejounte Murray, we're gonna get the best version of Trey because he's not gonna be one dimensional by having the ball and coming off a of screen and rolls. He can play a little bit of the two. He can play the one. You're you're gonna see him be more dynamic. I think Trey, when you can be in the MVP conversation, you're top three. So the top three guys are always gonna be Luca. Uh, what did I say, Luca? So you're saying Dame. he's got to get he's got he's got to get into the MVP. Just get a mention. Just get a mention. Just get okay. a mention, and then after that, you're valid. Okay. You're validated. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. He got the skills: shooter, passing, 
He's it, going. I, I can see an MVP coming for him in his career. I can Ooh. see an MVP. He does too. Uh, yeah. Okay. He does too much, bro. He does too much. He's too. He's too much of a gamer. He's a showman. He's got all that shit to him. I can see it. Like that's like. I can see Trey Young winning an MVP at some point in time, getting a whip around him, average leading the league in, in fucking scoring and assists the same type of fucking year. I can see that shit. Just, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion. Probably. I don't think he wins an MVP, but I think he wins a Eastern Conference. Like, he'll win the Eastern. He'll get on a team where they win the Eastern Conference Finals, and he'll win that. He'll win the MVP of, like, the Eastern Conference playoffs. He's. I think he's better in the playoffs than he is in the regular season. And that's a huge compliment. Like when he, when the lights, when the real lights are on, Trey turns into the bad guy. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see nice Trey. I don't want to see all this. I want to see you talking shit, telling people to go home. You're angry. Your teammates are picking you up. You're talking shit. You're shooting the ball. You're disrespecting fools. That Trey I like. The regular season Trey I think is like, all right, well, game 56. Come on, man. Let's get, get this pushing. Michael, huh? <laughs> your thoughts on that? I feel that. No, I think I think all those guys in that top five. You can't go wrong with any of them because they're all so they're all so good. Like I, you really don't see that. I think he has the talent. Like because I think he would be the best player on one of the best teams at some point in time in his career, right? Because it's like it doesn't mean like he's not saying he. I don't think he'll ever be great defensively. But like if he's like if his team and they him and him and Dejounte all of a sudden. Like they lead the East in, in wins, that motherfucker's gonna get some MVP votes. And right, I got another one for you. Okay. Um, if you're picking a backcourt, are you picking Trey and Dejounte, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, or Ja and Desmond Bain? I just thought about that. Ooh. Oh. Darius. Darius and Garland and Donovan Mitchell all day, every day, and there's a reason. Wow. For that. I'm, I know I'm no offense to Ja, no offense to Desmond Bain, and no offense to DeJounte and Trey. I like, I generally like bigger guards. And I like guards that can shoot the ball. I need spacing. This is 2022. My so reason ja, behind that's that why Ja's out. Ultimate, okay. Ja, and, and Desmond Bain is not an all-star yet. He's having a great year. Show me you've done it. Donovan Mitchell has been going back and forth during the playoffs and getting 50 balls with that boo-boo Utah team he was playing on, right? What? They were good. They were good. Good, good enough to get team. whooped. They weren't a playoff team. They were good. How you going to disrespect? They, they beat them in the postseason. They beat them in the postseason. Don't let them disrespect you like that, MPJ. Don't let them disrespect you. No, no, no. I'm not disrespecting. They were, they were okay. They were okay. They were very flawed. Good. Like they were up three one. Like they were really good. They were really good. Wait, did y'all beat them or no? Yes, they beat them them in the bubble from three one in the bubble. (laughs) Is that a courtesy that they were good? They were up three one and couldn't do it, and they went home. Don't disrespect. Don't disrespect my guys' win. Don't. That's not. I'm saying you're the better team. If they were good, what are y'all great? So they were okay. They were good. Listen, McDonald's cheeseburgers are good. Steak is great. That year, I'm not gonna lie. That year in the bubble, that shot the AD hit, that buzzer beater. Ooh, yeah. That that could have been the difference between us going to the finals or not. Not that that, that, that series would have gone six, possibly seven, if he didn't make that buzzer beater. 
No disrespect, but it was the difference maker. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> that shit was the difference maker. Yeah, it either would have put us up 2-1 or would have tied it. I forget. But then if we would have played the Heat in the finals, I think we would have got them. But they oh, didn't have sure. a match. With big Yokies? A- Come on. Is it's that from- a hot take? No. <laughs> no. It's not a hot take at all. No, I love I love hearing from like one of the guys. It's like I love that. I, yeah. I'm not even mad at that take. Take take that shit to the bank. That's what you should have done. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead, um, Richard. Okay. Tell me who would you like? You didn't no, no, answer no. your question. I, I, I have to go. You guys, you guys stay. I gotta go. Oh, Richard MP. has to go. If, no, I my kids, I gotta pick them up from school. I'm already gonna be late, but I don't care. Whatever. I appreciate you. I'm gonna see you soon. I'm doing your get your guys' game Christmas Day. I'm doing your guys' day, uh, oh, Christmas God. Day game, man. So I appreciate you. Was somebody uh, sick? And I, I look forward to seeing you. you. Yeah, bro. No, there's just a lot of games. There are a lot of games. Look, we can we can wrap this up as well because oh, okay. I want to respect Michael as well, his time. Um, Thank you. I think the one thing we learned, though, is that once we get all of our devices figured out, if you would want to come back on and join us, Michael, again, I know you have Curious Mike coming out soon again. We cannot state that enough. Uh, yeah, but we'd love to have up. you back on Road Trippin' if you want to come and chop it up with the guys. Definitely down to down sure. to talk basketball. Yeah. Sure, thank you. yeah, that's awesome. Love it. We appreciate. Love it. I do want to push it out there. Obviously, your AAU team is still cracking. MPJ Elite in your uh, the Porter Basketball Academy as well. Yes, thank you. Yeah, all right. Let us Absolutely. know if we can ever support that in any other way. Also, yeah, you can give me some money for it. Okay, <laughs> she uh, and on the <laughs> right way to inflation. Inflation. Yeah, you, yeah, inflation. I got two accounts. All right, I got to run. I got to run, guys. <laughs> That's another edition of Road Trippin'.